Hey, I'm hitting the road next week, so it's time to talk about how we elevate our eight when we travel for work. Let's do this. You're listening to the Elevate Your Eight podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Welcome to the Elevate Your Aid podcast. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and I'm so grateful that you downloaded this week's episode. Today, I want to take a few minutes to talk about elevating your eight while you are traveling. And very specifically, I want to talk about while you're traveling for work. Because I think traveling for work is very different than traveling for fun, going on vacation, doing stuff like that. This episode is timely for me because I'm actually getting ready to do two work-related trips. One of which I'm just going to be in the car and driving south to San Diego. And the second of which I got to hop on a plane with layovers because I'm going to Washington, D.C. And if you know anything about Southwest Airlines, you know that oftentimes you are going to have to have a layover and a connecting flight, which is not my favorite. But when you're flying for somebody else and you want to save them money, these things have to be taken into consideration. Okay. Before I dig into this episode, though, I wanted to give a shout out to my colleagues at my day job, Clara, Ellen, O.C., and Lisa. Those are the beautiful voices that you hear in my intro, and it's occurred to me that it's been almost seven months, almost eight months, since I recorded a new intro with them, and I've never said thank you. So, ladies, I adore you. Thank you for making my intro sound so beautiful and amazing. So first, let's talk about the travel itself. So item A, you have to travel by car. So I'm in the Los Angeles area, and for me to get to San Diego in decent, like good traffic, that's going to take me probably between two and two and a half hours. And I know I'll be traveling in the early morning because my conference starts in the early afternoon. So my game plan will be to make that drive all about learning and development. And I know that I'm going to need to use the restroom probably twice because while I like to drive, I need my rest points because otherwise I either get tired or I get road rage. So I'm going to either pick three or four podcast episodes to take in during my drive, or I'm going to pick an audiobook and tell myself I'm going to get through one hour of this book and then possibly switch gears. Because I don't know about you guys, but I need to mix it up a little bit. And it even comes to the point sometimes where I can't listen to anyone talk anymore if it's not keeping my energy up. So choosing a podcast or an audiobook with a 
energized narrator. So for example, Jen Sincero is a great traveling companion for me because she always has energy in her delivery. So I love listening to her books when I'm on the road. And um, when it comes to podcasting, I love listening to Adam Shibley's shows, Million Pound Mission and Casting the Pod, because that man has all kinds of energy. He is a caffeinated non-caffeinated person like seriously tons of energy um but but i wouldn't listen to like wallace waddles uh the science of getting rich or napoleon hills think and grow rich because the narration in those books is really flat i also take into consideration that when i'm getting tired i have to let go of the audiobook or the podcast i need to make a quick stop I need to refill my beverage and then I need to pull out a playlist that's going to give me energy and spunk and I am Chris in concert all the way when I'm in the car so if I can't sing along and car dance then that I am wasting my time. So my travel playlists always have to be upbeat and fun and if I want to choose a ballad to sing that it, it needs to be a ballad I can belt out in the car. And one of these days, maybe I will try to do that live so I can share my enjoyment of music. And, and quite frankly, y'all, I'm not a bad singer. So that's that story. So for driving, it's all about development and learning and keeping my energy high. Because there's nothing worse than arriving at a conference and unpacking your car and then feeling all sluggish and crappy. So that's item one, driving in the car, development, learning, and keeping my energy up. Flying is a whole other beast because you do not have control. And I'm not a great flyer. I completely and totally recognize that we have to fly to get to certain destinations, but I happen to be somewhat of a control freak. So being out of control is something that I have to embrace a little bit better and get my mindset around incredibly clearly. So with flying, I have to be prepared to pack a lot of different things to use up my time. I need to be able to have my laptop on hand and for it to be fully charged. I need to have the earphones that match the laptop so that if I need to listen to something on my computer, I'm prepared to do that. I need to have something to write with and write on in case I'm going to do a little reflection or journaling, anything like that. And then I need to have knitting on hand always because sometimes you're going to be on a plane or in an airport and you're not going to have the luxury of connecting to the internet or you're going to have to pay to connect to the internet and you don't want to. And knitting is so soothing for me that it's really helpful for getting through a flight. The downside of knitting for me is that there's inevitably somebody sitting next to me or sitting near me who's going to lean over and say, oh, what are you making in, um, in hopes of starting a conversation, which I am not an airport or I almost said air porn. I am not an airplane conversationalist. Uh, I'm the accidental tourist. I want to make sure that it always is evident to the people traveling around me that I do not want to be bothered. And I know that might sound mean and unfriendly, but that's just the way that I am when I'm flying because like I said, I don't like it and I need to be occupied and be able to own my time because like I said before, flying on a plane, there is absolutely zero control that I have. So I need to be able to react to my environment appropriately. I'm so excited to share with you that today's episode is sponsored by the Beauty Call Podcast. 
When you need advice on beauty, health, how to manifest your destiny, or how to handle life's ups and downs, Janice McQueen is there for you. Beauty Call podcast covers topics on aging, health, beauty, career, and life's challenges. She has tips and tricks on how to find the time to be and accept your own kind of beauty. Beauty Call podcast is there to help you feel beautiful inside and out. Go check it out. So, okay, now I've planned ahead. I have all of the tasky things that I can possibly do while I'm in an airport terminal, while I'm on the plane, when I'm during my layover, and possibly even when I'm in transit from the baggage claim to my final destination, my hotel. Certain trips, I decide I don't want to check my bags on the ride out, on the flight out, because I want to just be able to get off the plane and get right to the taxi stand or the Uber or the shuttle or whatever there is to do. And then on my way home, I might pack a bag because I'm not nearly in as big a hurry to get moving. I know that... I will want to use the restroom and I will want to get my bags and then connect with my hubby or whoever is picking me up at the airport. That's the travel part. Now let's talk about the actual conference work-related item itself. I'm traveling for work, so I'm not on vacation. I'm technically working. So I want to be able to have work-related things that I can do during the conference and breaks and things like that. So What I like to do very specifically is to analyze the agenda and itinerary of the conference and take into consideration when I have downtime, free time, or when the conference day has ended. So I consider that my regular workday is 8 to 4.30. And when you're at a conference, you're going to be doing a little extra work because there's social events and there's meals and things like that. So I take a look at the agenda first and see what to expect from the conference. I peruse the sessions way before I actually get to the conference because I want to know what I'm going to. In this particular case, for this conference I'm attending, I'm volunteering um, with the organization as well. So there's conference sessions that I'll be attending because I'm going to be the moderator. So I, I decide on that first. And then if there's a particular session where there's not any programs that I'm particularly interested in, then I might say ahead of time, like, okay, well, this is going to be my work time. I'm going to get caught up with my work emails and see what's going, what's going on back at the office so that I can be present. Again, I'm not on vacation. I'm still working. Work is paying for me to be at this conference. Then I might look into things that I can do for fun when I'm not on the clock. So there's no sessions. It's outside the workday. And I'm not attending any dinners or meals or cocktail hours, things like that. So I've been to San Diego a dozen times. This is not something that is, well, you know, I'm only going to be here one day. So I've got to find something fun and touristy and unique to do. I don't have to worry about that. For this particular trip, there's a couple of folks that I know from various Facebook groups that I've become somewhat close with. And I think I'm going to try to reach out to them and try to grab a meal with them while I'm in the area. But if not, I can always take my knitting to the beach or I can sit in the hotel bar and have a delicious local cocktail and work on my knitting or work on my business or listen to a podcast by myself. So there is definitely a lot of planning ahead to be had when you are traveling for work Uh, and particularly in the elevate your eight mindset to 
understand that this is going to be a scenario where you're not going to be working only eight hours a day. So the eight hours you're elevating, some of those are going to continue to be work hours, but to recognize when you're tired and when you're done working for the day and make sure that you own yourself some downtime. The eight hours you're elevating don't have to be work hours. You can build in some time to go to the hotel gym. I can't think of a single like conference hotel that doesn't have a gym or a fitness center. And if you happen to be staying at a hotel that doesn't have one, you can always carve some time to go for a walk around the grounds or you can walk the stairwell. I did that once um, when I was still into the whole Nike fuel band thing. I was trying to earn a badge. This is so stupid now that I'm talking about it, but there was a badge that I really, really wanted. And so I was, I was in Austin for a conference and I wound up running the stairwell for about an hour, just running up the stairs and walking down the stairs. And I did that over and over again until I earned that badge that I wanted so desperately. Um, and then I, I crashed completely because I was so exhausted from that workout. But there's lots of ways that you can get in some fitness and some movement when you're traveling for work at a conference and there's not a hotel gym that you can use. Um, make use of the, this is another tip I have for traveling, is make use of the benefits and the amenities that are offered to you that are free. So, for example, the place I'm traveling to in San Diego charges a resort fee. So that means that you are paying a little bit extra to have access to some nicer stuff. So things like the hot tub, is there a spa or a salon? Do you have time to carve in a, you know, a quick pedicure or to get a facial done or have a massage or something like that. So know exactly what your hotel offers so that you can make the best use of the amenities there, particularly if that hotel is charging a resort fee. And I think that's becoming a thing now um, that you're going to have to pay attention to hotel charges when you travel and know that they're not always going to advertise the resort fee when they're telling you about the conference rate. So this place I'm staying, they advertise the conference rate and then they tell you this is what we charge in taxes. But it's actually because I use the app for this particular travel group that I noticed that they charged a resort fee. But in, and you need to ask too, what does the resort fee come with? So this is beyond just elevating your rate, you guys. This is a little bit of uh, money management as well. So be aware of what that covers. When I traveled with my hubby for our 25th wedding anniversary, paying that resort fee meant that parking was free unless we wanted to do valet. Valet was the charge and we opted not to do that. But you might be at a hotel where the resort fee also covers your valet parking if you want it. So be aware of that and ask, ask those questions. Okay, so let's do a quick recap here. We talked about two different ways of traveling for work, by car, by airplane. If you're traveling by car, my main strategy is to use that for learning and development. So download my podcasts, download my Audible books, and make sure that I work in time for some stops, use the restroom, nourish, those types of things. Then traveling by plane, planning ahead completely, making sure that you have everything is packed neatly, you have your two bags that you can carry on. For me, that includes a laptop, an iPad, charging cords, my headphones, and my knitting. Here's another thing that I just thought of. If you're going to decide to watch something on your iPad, 
make sure that you download your episodes first because streaming on the plane either is going to cost you extra money or you're going to get a lot of buffering because connections are going to be slow. So if you're going to get caught up on season six of 24, which is I think what I'm going to do, you're going to want to download those episodes ahead of time. And then checking your conference itinerary is super important so that you can make sure you're elevating your eight, carving time for your self to either do something fun and touristy when you're in the area see some friends maybe that are in the area and make sure that you're carving time for exercise and you're still going to want to shoot for those eight hours of sleep here's another thing i'm just realizing when i'm at home i'm getting up at 4 a.m because i'm going to the pool and that's part of my morning routine i'm also going to bed at eight o'clock and when i'm at this conference that's not going to be an option so i'm probably going to be going to bed a little bit later which means i need to give myself permission to sleep a little bit later so that i'm getting those full eight hours of sleep because the last thing that you want to be at a conference where you're representing your organization um, your work the last thing that you want to be at a conference is all um all tired out and bummed out. And here's another thing, and this has nothing to do with elevating your eight, but sometimes the alcohol is free and it runs everywhere. And so just because alcohol is free doesn't mean that you have to partake. I have done this one time where it was a huge mistake and I was horribly hung over the next morning and I had to present. And it was one of the worst presentations of my life. So it might be tempting to partake and get a little silly but in the long run it's not worth it even if something is free so that's a little side piece of wisdom that you're getting from me today okay i have rambled enough and i have things to do so remember i would love for you guys to subscribe to the show if you haven't already and why not let me know what you're thinking of the show and leave a rating and review These are super important to me. I read them all and it sort of shows Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify, you know, that you're interested and helps boost the visibility of my program. So, and even if you don't love the show, I still want you to leave a rating and review because that's my opportunity to improve for you. I'm a huge feedback person, so I want to know, are you getting what you want out of the Elevate Your A podcast? Thank you for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day and just like that, I'm out of here.